I felt the suspense. I'm shaking right now and sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. Sweating. <laughs> you know there's, what? There's no eye in Craig. Craig wouldn't be able to find the bathroom in Castle Oblivion. Yeah. Let's flush him through the toilet once we do find it. Imagine if they actually did have toilets too, and they have to go through the infinite nightmare series of rooms just to find it. Yeah, you get like the super rare map card that's like <laughs> <laughs> super the room rare of map toilet. toilet card. <laughs> the room of toilet. Or Zemnis just comes out and he's like, "Lark scene, you need to stop flushing your tampons down the toilet. <laughs> it's clogging the pipes." No. The, the best part about this, Xemnas <laughs> would absolutely set it up with gendered bathrooms. So not only would they have to find one specific <laughs> toilet in the Nightmare series, Larxene would have to find the only women's bathroom. But She's yeah. the only girl there. Alternatively, Xemnas is so stupid that he still splits it like 50-50. So there's like... <laughs> so she so just has like 10 toilets to herself. Xian wouldn't Different. be allowed to use the bathroom. <laughs> Zen is like, there are no women's bathrooms. Girls don't poop. Do you think um, Sigmar goes to the toilet or teleports his poop away? <laughs> oh my god. There Xemnas, uh, Xemnas does have to shit, but he shits nothingness because he has power over nothingness. Oh my I was gonna God. say, like, do you think he has to poop? Or... So, um, you know, everyone will be really confused about all the toilet and shit talk, uh, because it, it's really just the thing between us, but like, um, that's good. We, we can just say that they just forgot about it once they stepped into this podcast or something. So yeah. true. And then I finally create the YouTube video for the Kingdom Hearts toilet <laughs> theory, and then it clicks in like two years. And some one of us writes on Wattpad a fan fiction where they have to find toilet. That's yeah. what we were referencing the whole time, but it released after the episode came out. <laughs> we find on AO3, somebody wrote, wrote that for us for this episode. Wait, I have to... I'm me, he says. Kyrie, Kyrie's inside me? Say, fellas, did somebody mention the door to darkness? Who are you? I'm what's left. Or maybe I'm all there ever was. I meant your name. Capital P. Fuck. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Hyperfixation, where our friends come onto our show and tell us about things they're excited about to for 
for 30 or 45 minutes or longer. And honestly, the timer's a lie. So who knows? We'll see what happens. My name is Roma. I use the they and them pronouns. And today, a very special guest returns to the to the podcast. But before we introduce them, let me introduce you, my co-host for the episode today, Kingdom. I am back. I'm not the guest. I'm also the host, but I'm here to hang out with my buddy who is also here. Our very loved dear buddy, the one, the only, Blackwas. Hello. He's I'm back. back. I'm Woo! back. We're back. And you know what that means. A three hour episode. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, uh, yes. I guess uh, the cat started back. I'm back to talk about Kingdom Hearts. But this time. I'm so excited. Another game. I'm not doing, doing Dark Road again. <laughs> I've not touched that since 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 season that was that season one that was that w- was it let me look. was it let I me think it too let me look let me look let me look un- dark yeah, season it was. one it was, uh, it was it was it was it was time is fake time is fake time is fake but yeah I've I've not touched Dark Road since so yeah holy Have crap they- it's been three seasons since we talked about Kingdom Hearts yeah and there's been no new news. Yeah, no news <laughs> at all. The Kingdom Hearts fandom uh, is dying. That's what I was gonna ask. Did they release anything new for Dark Road? Do you know? I know they haven't announced anything with the the mobile the Pokemon Go looking game. No, um, and we haven't gotten any more trailers for Cage Four. There was a closed beta in Japan, I think. So there were yeah. some some people streaming that. I think no, I don't think they streamed it. But some people like informed us that it is going to be a Pokemon Go kind of game. Uh, and that's all we know. And it's it's not even been like officially announced. So Which like it's a I mean they just made a Monster Hunter version of that same kind of Pokemon Go Neantic game. So that's probably what it's gonna be like. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about new Kingdom Hearts stuff. Yeah. No one cares about Forget the, about all that. We don't we're back in the Dark Seeker saga, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it never Going ends. Back to the roots. Yeah, it never ends. Oh my goodness. Um, should we before we like deep dive into it? Do we want to like cover for those who may be new to the show? Um, your your resume, if you will, with uh, Kingdom Hearts. My resume with Kingdom Hearts. I I don't really remember how much I I talked about this in like the Dark Road episode, but. What's funny is Dark Road was kind of the last game in the series, and it was one that I recently played when we recorded that. Uh, but this time we're talking about Chain of Memories, which is the first game I played in the series. Um, all the way back when it released on the Game Boy Advance. I'm going to pretend that ReChain of Memories does not exist, uh, which is probably for the <laughs> better because that game sucks. So I've heard. Bruh. So I've heard. So I've heard as I will well. confirm it myself soon because I did actually buy the first collection for PC. So I've been playing through Kingdom Hearts for the very first time uh, for myself. So that's really exciting and it's really nice to finally play the actual game. Because until now I've only really played the side games. So that's fun. Um, I always forget when Chain of Memories released. Here, I think it was like 2005 or 4. Oh. I hear Kingdom beating me to the punch. I am Googling typing it. loudly. 
So, I mean, it doesn't list the Europe release date, but North America and Japan are both in 2004. So it's either Europe early is 2005. Five. Okay, May, so it's early May 2005. 2005. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have vivid memories and, well, we'll, we'll get everything about memories uh i don't know whether it's Ooh. true or not but i mm -hmm. have vivid memories of uh getting this game for christmas uh, but it released in may so i'm kind of like was it really in may or <laughs> either way i got this when i was still a tiny kid who didn't speak a word of english um and my parents were like oh great we can give <laughs> our tiny tiny child the most confusing game ever <laughs> You'll surely like it. So, I actually got, and I do they remember saying this, I got the um, limited edition Game Boy Advance SP with, like, the Kingdom Hearts logo on it and everything. Um, together with this game, and it was kind of my brother's game and my game at the same time, because sharing it. Uh, but we were always stuck at a certain boss, and I think when I got the game, I was like five or six, so I didn't speak English, so I had no idea what was going on, but I really liked the game anyway, and I didn't actually beat the game properly until I was 12 or 13. So it took me years and, and several like tries to finally get through the game. So it's kind of been this presence in my, my childhood and um, a really beloved game that I do frequently still go back to so I, I can't even count the, the amount of times that I've played through it and it's funny because for most people it's their least favorite Kingdom Hearts game uh, yeah. and many people hate it in terms of gameplay and, and I am such a big yeah. fan of it and I love it so much Kingdom shut up <laughs> <laughs> so um this is also, it, it's funny that my first episode on this podcast was Kingdom Hearts and the second one was uh, Yorushka because um, they are all linked by this game. Uh, when I first finished it, I heard uh, Utada Hikaru's uh, Simple and Clean for the first time. And mm -hmm. Well, back then I didn't have a smartphone yet, so I had this really shitty phone and I would, at first I would... Um, Every time I wanted to listen to that song, I would just have to beat the final boss and then I could listen once. Um, so there were Ooh. nights where I would just defeat the final boss like six times just so I could listen to the song six times. And at one point, I, I voice recorded it onto my super old phone just so I could listen to it like on demand in really shitty quality. That is um, so uh, cool. I want to share like a similar vibe with Simple and Clean where. I heard it for like the Kingdom Hearts 2 commercials that were playing on TV. Yeah, you know what? I never saw those because those didn't air here. So every time I hear about Kingdom Hearts commercials, I'm like, what? Yeah, it was it was like a Saturday afternoon or something. And I remember seeing it on TV and being like that shit. Like I was immediately just like obsessed with it, but only to the degree of the game looks really pretty and I really like this song. And then my mom uh, from my cousin, uh, you know, because Napster was big back in that time, uh, got the copy of the song on her computer and burned us little mix CDs. And so I used to listen to it on loop. And so I loved uh, 
that song as well as Kingdom Hearts without ever touching it. And I didn't actually get to play Kingdom Hearts until like high school. So I was just Whoa. enamored with it without Whoa. touching it once. That's I also have I have some backstory with Chain of Memories myself. Uh, plot quest. I feel like there's a lot of I mean, there is inevitably going to be a lot of people in like the 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 hyper fixation community who listen to this, who have no idea about our two uh, tirade about Kingdom Hearts theories and shit, which, which is wild to me. But yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Um, but growing up, I got Kingdom Hearts one and I played that and I loved it. Whatever. Cool. Awesome. And then by the time I saw Chain of Memories commercials. I was like, those are all places in the commercials that I've been to in Kingdom Hearts 1. Sora looks the same. Oh, but it's on Game Boy. So it's probably just a port to the Game Boy, so I don't have to play it. It's not called 2, so it can't be a sequel. So for the longest time as a kid, I thought it was just a remake of Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, so when we were going, I mean, later on, I obviously figured that out, especially when I got really into 365 over 2. Ew. Um i'll fight you hold on <laughs> <laughs> this is our um, eternal beef yeah so what we did so anyone who hasn't been in like the long-term moonshot uh and the previously orange groves uh community thing you might not know about a show called got it memorized where that's where i met plakwas and plakwas got here and we, we we all like bounced off each other um but in that discord we me and him would before kingdom hearts 3 came out we would just make fucking theories about kingdom hearts 3 the entire time and like pages and pages and pages about discussions that was basically just me and you yeah um and the best part about it was you correct me if i'm wrong had never played uh 365 over two days um no i have seen like cutscenes like yeah four or five times and at one point i did play it because i bought it for my for my 3ds mm -hmm. one point well the ds came but i played it on my 3ds um, yeah so at one point i did but that was how it started yeah yeah so i would have because that's for the longest time was like my favorite story for kingdom hearts game and plakwas had all of the information about chain of memories that i never played because i hate that game um, and so we would just bounce ideas off of each other with context that I would have and you wouldn't, or you would have that I wouldn't, and it was a grand old time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's great because that that was for me growing up. It was um playing through Chain of Memories. I also didn't understand anything. I didn't even know it was like the second game in a series at, <laughs> at first. Uh, it took me like seven years to figure that one out. Um. But like when I finally beat it, it was a magical moment. From that point onwards, I I had like I was still a, a child, but like I had grown up a bit and I had, had learned English. So in in every playthrough that I did, I got better at the game, so I had eventually could beat it. And I also learned more and more English, so I understood more and more of the story. And then it became really obvious that there was more to this than, <laughs> than this one Game Boy game. So then I, I started like frantically watching all of the uh, cutscenes. I have memories of a failing high school math class because I was watching all Kingdom Hearts cutscenes movies. 
Um, just That's in class, honestly amazing. without the sounds, I, I was that dedicated. Like I need to watch this now, even though I can't listen. So, and then at one point, I did listen to a Kingdom Hearts podcast, which then very quickly died. And uh, then I started listening to a Pokemon podcast, which uh, Wheels was on, and Wheels eventually started uh, got it memorized. And I was uh, a day one listener, and once. Joe and Wheels got to Chain of Memories. I started really um, like interacting with them on Twitter, making memes and stuff, uh, and filling in like gaps of knowledge. Because from playing this game uh, so often, uh, you get a lot more like feel for it and understanding of it, uh, both in terms of gameplay and story, than people who just watch the cutscenes or play through it once and hate it. Uh, so. That's how I kind of, kind of, yeah, grew as this sort of well-known figure in that that tiny internet niche, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, um, got it memorized. Eventually, spawned like the Orange Groves Network, which then led to uh, Moonshot, and mm -hmm. it inspired like a lot of other podcasts, and and all of that is kind of uh, shout out standoff. Shout out to Stand Off. Mm -hmm. All of that is kind of the starting point of a lot of like the things that we as like this community are are part of started with got it memorized. And it's it's like oh, shit. incredible to have been like part of that throughout its entire run. And it was the highest honor to be on uh two episodes talking about the other mobile game. <laughs> Uh, the other one. The other the one. The other one. <laughs> so what we don't to, talk about. Uh, to just like go back one step really quick, I just had like a big realization of like I don't think I would be here right now if it wasn't for Got It Memorized because then that's how I got into Interstitial, mm -hmm. and then that's how Hearts Against Balance happened, which led you know three, four, five, six steps later yeah. to us recording today. Yeah, I oh, think interstitial I, I didn't even exist without got it memorized because that was really sort of a, a joint thing. Like Riley worked on that because they were part of like this got it memorized community. I think mm -hmm. maybe they were already working on it, but it it was finalized when they were part of of that community. Mm -hmm. um, of course, like the famous interstitial uh, podcast uh, that that Riley, Joe, and Wheels did was a, a, a sort of co-production of, of Got It Memorized and, and mm -hmm. Riley Hopkins. Mm -hmm. so. I know yeah. I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for that show because from those same conversations with Plotquats on the Got It Memorized Discord, Kat was also there a lot. Yep. Um, and then once Plotquats started watching JoJo's, <laughs> we would just talk about JoJo's. We kind of, I, I feel bad looking back because I feel like we kind of ruined their anime channel just talking about JoJo's the whole time. Um, and then Kat and I made uh, standoff, which is a separate podcast, but then editing from that brought me to editing for Roma on mm -hmm. uh, the, the Stony Grotto and all that stuff, Hearts Against, and now and that led to this. You know, I'm gonna laugh when I get a report from like Tony or Lewis that like for some reason Hearts Against listen listenership like skyrocketed for like a day <laughs> <laughs> when this releases. <laughs> I hope so. 
That would be cool. I hope that's true. <laughs> and the then, three of us to in the what same place have lore, and you need to read up on your lore. <laughs> yeah. No, but but that's like all that is just the the backstory of like I I can say this for Kingdom and me at least like like our lives have been like literally changed mm -hmm. and, and and have been influenced so much by Kingdom Hearts and for me that all started with Chain of Memories. I can't even imagine what would have happened if I wouldn't have stumbled across like Wheels their podcasting career and then got it memorized starting and, and my entire like social life and, and my hobbies would, would be so different, I think. So um that's why that's part of why this, this game means so much to me. It's not just like the childhood nostalgia, but it has like grown alongside me and I've met like pretty much all of my online friends through it and um it's it's something that has such a special place in my heart because of that so yeah god bless yeah. kingdom hearts god, god bless chain of memories god bless tetsuya nomura <laughs> let him live forever our lord and savior <laughs> daisuke watanabe and uh utara hikaru oh yes and all those people because like mm -hmm. w without chain of memories i probably wouldn't wouldn't be like as much into like anime music, Japanese music in general, uh, and by extension, I wouldn't be like learning Japanese and, and being into like anime like I am right now. So it's everything goes back to Chain of Memories, pretty much. So yeah. Oh my the, goodness! The butterfly effect that is Sora being a little uh, good little guy. <laughs> Just a good little man with big feet. Huge feat. Yeah. So, so, so what? What Kingdom yeah. said is true. I I did only really play the side games, uh, and at first only Chain of Memories. Uh, I think after that I played Recoded, which is also like an incredible game that everyone underrates. So I'm I'm I've kind of become the um, the Kingdom Hearts side games um, person <laughs> because, well, if you'd have asked me last week i wouldn't have played kingdom hearts one two or three and now i'm playing kingdom hearts uh, but Look yeah at I, you played, go. I played bird by sleep and then recoded and eventually uh i played days mobile games of course i was a big fan of uh dream drop distance although i didn't finish it because i don't really like the gameplay d yeah but I that's will. like it's the one game that we agree on because same uh, with Chain days memories... actually well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish it. No. Chain of Memories and Dream Drop are the two Kingdom Hearts games that I have started and never finished. Uh, Chain of Memories, I, I gave up on several times very early on. Dream Drop, I gave up on when I was in like the last world. I just could not Same. deal with it anymore. Yeah. But um, like, yeah. Kingdom, did you ever play the, the Game Boy version or only re -chain? No. Only rechain, yeah, um, okay. because I have not known where my Game Boy has been for at least a decade. <laughs> yeah, so so that's um, that's kind of the general consensus that uh, gameplay does not translate to to the remake well at all. Can, for the, for audience who might not know anything about Kingdom Hearts at all. Why is Chain of Memories dis divisive? How would you describe it? I'm also curious about this. It's um, 
it has like a unique uh, gameplay system. So instead of like you can just spam uh, your regular hit button to, to smash with your keyblade and have certain keys for uh, some magic, this game works with a deck. So you literally have cards. Uh, this entire game is ruled by cards. Everything about it is is about cards. Um, so with the gameplay, it's it's deck building, and um, what I think is the people that grasp the deck building really well um, enjoy the hell out of this game because there's like a lot of um, strategic like thinking you can do before you make a deck and before certain bosses because certain decks work better on certain bosses and there's like different combos you can make with with cards um i think the people that see this as a separate game from the rest of the kingdom hearts series in terms of gameplay uh mm -hmm. and who sort of dedicate their time into learning about this system they enjoy it but the people that just want a Kingdom Hearts game um, don't enjoy it because it's so different and if you don't like really consciously make your deck and use your deck uh, in the ways that this game specifically intends and you try to sort of go for the, your regular strategy that you would use in other Kingdom Hearts games you're gonna have a bad time yeah and as far as I know, it was originally supposed to, like, Tetsuya Nomura was designing it to be the same gameplay-wise as Kingdom Hearts 1, but I think, I don't remember specifically, it was either Disney execs or Square Enix execs or someone there was like, no, this is going to be a mobile game. You have to do something different. And he's like, okay, yeah, card I, game. I think it was also something to do with the hardware limitations of not being yeah. able to make, like, a full 3D game in the um in in the game boy advance and yeah uh, then also realizing that if you cannot make it 3d the gameplay doesn't work and and i think that was one of the things like before he redesigned it they were like no 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 this isn't going to be a console game this is going to be a game boy game we have to reach a bigger audience yeah yeah and, and and the problem is that that with um the remake which is the game that most people who played Kingdom Hearts 1 played because it's on the same system um, mm -hmm. they sort of they really missed the mark with with translating the gameplay to 3D um, from what I've seen is that it just really doesn't work and, and the things like the, the battle arenas are like really designed to work well with this card system and with your your sort of different moves that you can do um and with with um the remake they really kind of just grabbed all the cards and were like okay we're putting the cards in the traditional kingdom hearts gameplay we're done <laughs> and and that doesn't work so i think that doesn't help that 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 the bad version is also the version that most people played so and that's literally what they did too. It is the exact same engine as Kingdom Hearts 1 and they just put the cards in. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Yeah. But I guess in theory closer to how it was originally supposed to be, but like half of each way, which does not yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's the problem.
but yeah. Um, I mean, what do you want to learn about Roma? Do you want to get into the oof. story? Do you want like a a long summary or like a really condensed summary so we can like read yeah. more about the gameplay or yeah roma what's your what's your Ooh. story with with chain of memory specifically have you do you know Ooh. it have you played it so um with this with a small preface kind of touching base on previous points um mm -hmm. so as we were playing hearts against balance uh lewis and tony were both like you should listen to got it memorized because they would go on these long tangents about kingdom hearts and i would be like all of this means nothing to me i know that sora has big feet and he hangs out with a duck and a dog and everything it happens stuff happens but um i i didn't even realize that you know stuff about roxas like i thought roxas was just a guy that we got to be for a little bit um <laughs> And then we weren't him anymore, and he went back to school after summer ended. So, uh, the good so, ending. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started listening to "Got It Memorized," and I think I got all the way up to um, Kingdom Hearts. Third, no, I don't remember. I I got into Birth by Sleep, and then at that point, um, I was in uh, my version of a divorce. So I just it just died um for me but i learned a good chunk about kingdom hearts but i still don't understand it and so there was a lot i heard from about chain of memories and there's some that i've uh you know understood like i've seen i've watched plotwash stream it and i've seen some of the oh. gameplay but i all i can tell you that i understand is that sora is in the castle oblivion and he's fighting his way through and he fights a few people. And then we do uh, once more, same as before with uh, not Riku. With no, it is Riku. It, is, it Riku. is Riku. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is that I don't entirely remember anything outside of that bare bones understanding. And so I'm open to doing like, maybe we can we could do like the short form until we get to something that needs longer form and then we can talk about like maybe you know i'm down for like a messy like we're just running through it because we're excited or if we want to try to keep it organized but uh i think i just kind of want to get a general understanding of like why the fuck was he there in the first place uh, yeah. you know what i mean like i how did he show up there did he just like wake up and say i'm in a stranger's house <laughs> And I'm concerned. He got kidnapped, um, I'm pretty sure. But Yeah, was he kidnapped? Um, yeah, kind of. Did Luxor design this one, and that's why there's cards? It's my headcanon, but no. But it's my <laughs> headcanon. But he, he is not in the game. Well, well, we kind of don't know. <laughs> no, no, the card We know he didn't. Do we know, the, do we know why it's cards specifically? No. <laughs> it must be Luxor, then. That's the only explanation. So the thing is, I'm, I'm okay. What my plan for now is, is first of all, I'm going to present you with like what happens to Sora story wise. And then mm -hmm. I think afterwards I will explain how and why it happened. And yeah, that. Okay. I think that's a good one. So I think it, it's, it's funny that you don't really know a lot about Kingdom Hearts and, um, uh that that it's all kind of fuzzy uh because that's literally what this game is about basically sora just goes through kingdom hearts 
one again, but also he forgets <laughs> everything. So um as for how we start, it's it, it starts off quite literally like the second after Kingdom Hearts one ends, because it ends with um Sora, uh Donald and Goofy, I guess, to uh Riku and Mickey Mouse, otherwise known as King Mickey. Um, King Mickey, closing. Michael Mouse, <laughs> Michael. Um, they close the door to darkness, and Riku and Mickey close it from the darkness side. So they are kind of locked inside the realm of darkness. And uh, Sora and Co. Uh, oh, the Goof Troop, I should say, in reference. Goof Troop. To uh, got it memorized. Uh, they are in the uh, the realm of light, locking it because you have to lock it from both sides. So. They kind of it. They finally found each other, Riku and Sora, and and made up. And then it was like, okay, uh, we have to sort of be separated again, and we don't know when we'll see each other again, and we don't know um, how we will find each other again. But like, um, Sora promises to Riku to take care of 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 Kyrie, and that's kind of the door closes and the end credits roll. And, and they literally we- walk into the sunset. At that point, it's, oh it's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, uh, and they are—it's it's the secret ending. Yeah, and are they then in these like weird hills with this like path? Too? It's like a—it's like a classic Disney scene where it's like rolling green hills with a yeah. weird path that seems to go on forever. Yeah, but it, it's like a very peaceful scene, but the whole time there's very spooky music. So that's where Chain of Memories starts. We see them walking in these hills. And then they suddenly see Pluto with a letter in his mouth. And last time they saw that was in Traverse Town in Kingdom Hearts 1 when he had a letter from the king, I think. Or that was... No, that was mm-hmm. still in Mickey's castle, I think. For, for Donald and Goofy, he had a letter. But yeah, uh, So yeah. they look at each other and they are like, oh my god, we're going to follow uh, Pluto. So they run after him and then it cuts to uh, nighttime. And I think Donald and Goofy are sleeping or something, or they they're either sleeping or they disappeared. Yeah, it's like Sor- a nightmare, Sora just really. ran ahead or something, and then suddenly there's this like floating cloaked figure in front of Sora, who's like, "Ah, oh, um, a hat lies something you seek, but to find it, you must lose something dear to you." Uh, Bruh. And Sora's like, "What the fuck?" And he looks around, <laughs> and then sort of in front of him, he finds. Castle Oblivion, because he, the, I think the the figure is standing on top of a hill, and he like, he teleports behind him or something, and the, a lot of funky stuff is happening, and Sora's kind of confused, so he runs towards the figure who then just disappeared, and in front of him is Castle Oblivion, um, and they just walk in, Sora, Donald, and Goofy, um, and they are like. Huh, this is a weird castle, huh? And then they sort of all come to the conclusion, including Jiminy, that they Ooh. all felt like King Mickey was there. And Riku too, I guess. Um, I'm going to link a picture of Castle Oblivion in the Discord, yeah. just so people know that it looks goofy as hell. Yeah, it's funky. And there's reasons to why, but we'll get there like after the short summary. So... um. They are like, huh, we should proceed in this castle because we all think King Mickey is here and Riku is here. And um, I think Donald is kind of like, 
uh, isn't this kind of sus that we all think this? Isn't something funny going on? And Sora is kind of like, well, who cares? We have to see. And then Goofy is like, well, we should close the door behind us. And then suddenly behind them, this same robed figure is there again. And this figure explains that um, it's Castle Oblivion and that they will find someone who's dear to them. So Sora's immediately like, so Riku is here. Um, but he also explains that to get it, you need to lose something. So he says, like, to gain is to lose and to lose is to gain. Such is the way of Castle Oblivion. Um, and then he kind of makes a card from Sora's memory, which is a card of Traverse Town. And um, Sora has to use this card on the door to go to the first floor. And then he is suddenly in Traverse Town. Um, but the people he meets there, like the, the Final Fantasy characters, you know, Leon, Yuffie, Aerith, mm-hmm. they don't remember him. They are like, huh, who are you? Uh, but then they are like, oh, we have never met before, Sora. And then they are all confused. Like, how do they know our names, though? <laughs> yeah. um, so it's like they don't have memories of knowing each other. But they do have a sense of familiarity. And they do sort of instinctively say each other's names. So it goes to show that some kind of memory fuckery is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sora is kind of warned like by Aerith. Like, don't... like. We are all made by your memory, so we are kind of your subconscious talking to you. But also we are real, so there's some weird stuff going on and don't blindly trust your memories. That's kind of the first um, uh, foreshadowy uh, warning you get that, that like something is going up with Sora's memory, with these yeah, memory the- worlds. And everything in Castle Oblivion that Sora sees is built off of how, he, like, his direct memories of how they were. Yeah. So that's why you go to past worlds because Sora was there, so he remembers them. So it's built off his memories and shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. And the the fun thing is that the gameplay sort of it's it's like a big maze of a castle, but the walls of the castle and the floors of the castle sort of change. For each floor, each floor for each world, so they are Sora's memories projected onto the castle rooms, kind of. Um, oh. And you sort of have your own. Um, when you beat Heartless, you get these map cards. So when you go to the next room, you have to use a certain map card with a number. We'll not get into it, but you can sort of choose the room yourself from the cards that you have uh, from from enemies so one room will give you just a treasure chest and no enemies uh another room will give you a lot of enemies um so you can sort of choose how you want to go through the game um which is really fun and then there are like certain doors that you have to go to and uh those are sort of the story doors so when you open those doors with the special cards you get uh, you get bit of the story from that world so in Traverse Town you first meet Leon for the first door and then with the second you meet uh, Aerith and Yuffie in the hotel uh, like in Kingdom Hearts 1 and then mm-hmm. the third room is always like the final boss so and then the the door opens to go back to a Castle Oblivion hallway um, and there we meet 
Axel for the first time after Trevor's Axel. gone. Axel! And in this game, Axel! he doesn't actually say got it memorized. He says committed to memory. So they retconned yeah. it in the, in the remake. but uh, <laughs> They were still working on it. <laughs> yeah, they were still cooking. Um, <laughs> it was in the oven. So Axel is kind of like... So the, the robed figure from before is also here, and he sort of wants to fight Sora or something, but then Axel is like, oh no, let me play with him or something like that. Let me test him. Um, and this is the introduction of Organization 13. So um, people who skip this game because they think it's just a remake, like Kingdom, uh, yeah, <laughs> they will confused. go to Kingdom Hearts 2 and they will be like, who the fuck are these organization members and why are half of them missing? And But um, even if you were to skip this game, I mean, spoilers, but after the end of this game, Sora's memory gets wiped of all this shit anyway, so it still kind of works. Yeah, which is like this sort of, I find that like kind of genius in a way. It's genius and tragic and convenient. Because I think that Tsuyunomura was literally also told for the start of this game that they had to, um, they had to sort of establish why Sora was, um, why Sora didn't have all of his abilities from the last game, like why yeah. he wouldn't be super overpowered from beating oh, all the. Oh, why is he level one again? Stuff. They had to Metroid him, and that's how he kind of came up with the memory stuff. So he just forgot, literally. <laughs> My favorite way that they've done that to Sora is yeah. is beginning of Kingdom Hearts three when he's like, "I feel weak." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we meet. Um, Axel and um, he fights Sora to kind of test him and what they establish is that during this battle Axel sort of digs into his memory and gives him five new world cards which are Disney worlds where you go to and people often sort of say like oh this this game sucks because it's just Kingdom Hearts 1 all over again and the Disney worlds are just the same and they are kind of right but also what i think is really interesting about this game is how they really put the theme of memories into it and they give mm -hmm. like heavy foreshadowing for everything that's going to happen and mm -hmm. you kind of as, as as you're playing the game you know that something is up with this i think chain of memories and birth by sleep are tied in the best of the series to actually like set things up that actually get paid off yeah it's really good yeah but like i i really like the uh, the the disney worlds because they match the memory theme so for example in in wonderland it's not like oh uh th that the queen is like oh alice you stole my heart uh you sh you will be punished for this but um it's like oh you stole my memories you know and then they sort of trick the queen in the end that that the queen sort of commanded them to get rid of the heartless so that they helped her and then she's like she's so prideful that she won't admit that she doesn't remember that or that they are lying to her but she's like oh they yeah gaslit her. they g literally gaslit her but they <laughs> use like the the actual human psychology thing that if someone gaslights you you don't want to admit that 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 didn't happen right you want to go along to sort of save your own pride or something so it it's really interesting how they do that and later on in halloween town there's 
a quote that is so dear to my heart that I always remember. It's um, uh, fear and insecurities are the signs of a strong heart. So it's like you sh you shouldn't be. It's not you shouldn't be afraid, but it's like you shouldn't be afraid of being afraid because being afraid means that you have a strong heart. So um, I love oh. that. But they they in in Halloween Town they make this potion that's like. Uh, reveals your true memories, the deepest memories lying in your heart. And when they give them to, well, an Oogie Boogie steals steals the potion and drinks it, he goes insane, and that's your boss battle. Um, oh my god! And that also ties into the theme, like the chain of memories is really important because what they establish is that your memories are literally a chain. So when you forget something, it's just the links breaking, and sort of the chain falls to the bottom of your heart so where it's out of reach but it's still there your memories are still there they are just out of reach because oh. they are unlinked unchained oh no wait that's a different kingdom hearts game um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately <yeah. laughs> so um as sora progresses through these floors um he suddenly meets riku so he's like oh my god riku you are here we finally found you and shit and riku is like shut up loser get out of here we don't want you here <laughs> Um, I was gonna jokingly say he's like die loser, but that's yeah, actually that's what literally what happens. <laughs> so you're like, what happened here? What's going on? Um, but um, Riku is sort of like, oh, you don't even remember the the promise you made and stuff stuff like that. So, and as they are progressing through, you meet like this Riku and you fight and. You also notice that you start to forget things. So Goofy is like, wow, this castle is so weird. It kind of reminds me of this other castle where we went. What what was it called? Uh, ha, ha, ha. And they can't remember uh, Hollow Bastion. Hmm. And um, they are kind of like, oh, well, we are forgetting things, but we're remembering things too. And um, Sora starts to remember that there was another girl on the island. Uh, it was Kyrie, Riku, Sora, and someone else. But he doesn't quite remember. And it's not that Final Fantasy girl that I forget her name of. She does, she's Selfie. not real. She does not Selfie. exist. She, she doesn't exist. It's another one. It's a different one. <laughs> so that, that kind of sets up like, oh yeah, they are losing memories, but they are also sort of remembering something that Sora forgot a long time ago. Um. Then we meet Larxene, and she's a bitch to Sora, like always. Um, but, like, in the coolest way. In the coolest way. Predictable response. Um, <laughs> Bruh. Th that's an ancient, like, uh, got it memorized joke, too. But mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I have it, I I've had it saved on my phone as a reaction image, like, for all this time. But, oh, my uh, God. Larxene is the peak of. She's, she's awful. I love her. Larxene is, like, Girl boss gaslight and the other one that I always forget. Can I Gate share key. something real quick? Yes, yeah. please. So when I uh I cut my hair kind of short, like it's like halfway down my neck now. But when I get out of the shower, I comb it backwards, and so you know it's all slicked back and wet. The lark scene cut. Yeah, Tony's looked at me. He's like, "You've you've got the knife pervert haircut." I'm like, <laughs> 
and the thing is that doesn't help is that I've had a, a long history with um, like working in kitchens. And I so I have this particular thing about my kitchen knives. Like I like them to be a particular sharpness. I like to take care of them. You know, they have to be handled a certain way. And so um, in combination with this, there was a YouTube video where this guy was like, you only need three kitchen knives. Like all these other knives are bullshit. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, no, they have a purpose. One is for fish. One is for vegetables. One is for this and fruit. And Tony's just like, you're not helping your knife pervert case. <laughs> and so um, I think me and Larkstein have something in common here. <laughs> yeah. That's, but I'm that's, not rude. <laughs> I love Larkin. He's great. But he's also like very mean to Soros. He's like, oh, the poor girl. How she will cry if, if she hears you don't even remember her. And, and Sora gets like really upset. And he gets angry. And that, that's like really interesting. Because Sora is this like bright, cheerful, um, maybe sometimes a bit sad um person but he never like lashes out and he's never angry except in this game like he gets either he gets pushed to his limit or it's like the memory fuckery that that kind of um makes him angry to a point that it's like uncharacteristic you know that like some shit is up you know honestly if i was in a dangerous flight or flight fight or flight situation and i didn't know what's going on i think i would also be uncharacteristically like shitty you know what i mean or yeah. like stressed so though that's that tracks in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> i just i found this image that i liked a lot so i linked it in the discord as well join the discord listener that's Please that's do. not the one i made but i actually made a version of this as a as like a um got it memorized <laughs> meme. Um, but like um she's really mean to him and she's like oh you will be so sad you don't even remember her name and stuff like that and uh, Sora gets upset but as like Larkstein is sort of attacking him he drops this uh, good luck charm that he has that Kyrie gave to him except it looks different now it's a yellow star and he's like oh, it's the lucky charm that she gave me um, and I'm not sure if this is the point where he remembers her name or like a little bit later, but it doesn't really matter. But he, I think he remembers her name here. He's like, no, nominee. So he's like, that's right. She gave me this good luck charm when, when there was a meteor shower and I promised her I'd always take care of her or something like that. Um, uh -oh. and then Larkseen, of course, did some, some card fuckery to, to, to give him new cards. Um, and we go to more more worlds we get riku more and riku is like uh ah oh, nominate doesn't even want to see you and why are you here you were supposed to take care of kairi and um there's this thing in his memories where it's like oh well if if uh there was another girl why didn't we see her in kingdom hearts one or something like that and donald and goofy are like isn't it strange that you never mentioned her before and he's like no she she moved away like like a long time ago. She's from Canada. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> <laughs> She's my uh, girlfriend. She lives in Canada. <laughs> she goes to a different school. You wouldn't know her. Yeah, that's that's <sighs> kind of the vibes. But then Riku is like, "Oh, don't you remember why she left? She left because of you, <laughs> or something like that." He, he gets like super angry, and he's like, "Just go back to Kyrie and leave us alone." <laughs> 
Um, so Riku is very upset and slowly sort of Sora starts to forget Kairi. So first it was Namine as an extra girl and then it sort of becomes like right, it was always the three of us. Me, Riku, and Namine. Um, so he's forgetting Kairi even though they always like say in this game like oh no you can't forget like your important friends and promises uh we will just forget the like silly things and so my Tora most gets... important friend Nominate. yeah nominate my most important friend who i didn't know up until like an hour ago um and and riku is very much like no fuck you and uh he he gets Sora gets more and more upset and at one point Donald is like this castle is really getting to you Sora this is like some fucked up shit happening maybe we should go back uh, and then Sora like gets super upset and he's he's kind of like well I'll just you just go back I'll go on without you I don't need you anyway so then he sort of rushes off alone and, and Donald and Goofy are like no wait that's not what we meant Sora's already gone, so. I always kind of interpreted, like, Sora is uncharacteristically pissed off all the time in this game, and it's also when, because this game takes place during the first, like, ten or so days of 358 over 2, yeah, which would be the same time Roxas is around, so, like, Roxas is constantly passing out and stuff, so I feel like there might be some connection between yeah. Sora and Roxas that they exist at the same time for the first time. And Roxas is a little piss boy sometimes. Yeah, you know. I I think that's definitely a fair reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aww. Got it theorized. Got it theorized, <laughs> baby. So once we get through this like second set of um, Disney worlds, uh, we meet Faxon, another member of uh, Organization Thirteen, and he's always like about like his experiments, and he's like, "Oh, weren't you happy to see my Riku?" And then uh, Sora's like, what the hell did you do to him? Uh, and uh, they fight, and um, Vexen is like, oh, well, if you want answers, I can give them to you, blah, blah, blah. Here is another card. And you get a card to a world, um, but it's one we haven't seen before. And he says it's from the other side of his memories. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And it's Twilight Town. And at this point, we don't know about the existence of Roxas yet because that's like a game later. <laughs> so yeah, the three five eight over two comes out like a year after this game comes out. So we have never seen Roxas as a community. Didn't Kingdom Hearts two come out before? Yes, I was thinking that game instead. Yeah. you are correct. That that game comes out like a year later. Yeah, so I've we never don't played know Kingdom about Hearts Roxas. 2, I wouldn't know. We have never <laughs> seen Twilight Town before. And yet here it is in the game that's all about Sora's memories and places he's visited before. Um, so it's like, what is this place? Um, and Sora is also, again, like, he says it seems familiar, I think. Like, he kind of has the feeling that he has been there before, but he definitely hasn't. So it's weird. And they meet Faxon again there, and Faxon is kind of spilling the beans about, like, the organization's plans and stuff. You have such strength. 
Even at the mercy of your memory. None of that matters. Just put Riku back. <laughs> Just put him back. The Riku you speak of has but one fate to sink into the darkness. And you will share that fate, Sora. If you continue to seek the girl Namine, the shackles will tighten. You'll lose your heart and end up becoming Marluxia's pawn. Marluxia? What does Namine have to do with... Ugh. But then Axel suddenly hops in and he's like, uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up, loser. He snips his finger and like... Ah! <gasps> Axel! Yo, Sora. Did I catch you at a bad time? Burn specs in a life, like... Axel fucking shows up, stop talking to him, die, dead. Yeah, like, literally. Um, I, I'm... Axel kills a man on screen. Axel, why? I came to stop you from talking too much by eliminating your existence. We didn't need him, it's fine. It's, I mean... We don't need this version of him. No, don't do it. We are just nobodies who have no one to be, yet we still are. But now you can be nothing instead of just being a nobody. You're off the hook. It's so, fine. <laughs> I'm gonna put the link to that scene in the chat so you can watch it later. That was the scene that was like, oh, Chain of Memories is cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. They always call Axel the assassin. And yeah. he gets... Because I, I had the context of him leaving for a while to go to Castle Oblivion during 358. But I didn't really get what he was doing. He was just straight up killing people. Yep. No. Please don't. I don't want to... Goodbye. So... Goated. In, in the meantime, we, we sometimes see, like, scenes of, of Marluxia, who is kind of the boss of this castle, um, gaslighting Namine uh, and telling her, like, oh, uh, do this to Sora, or do you want to be alone forever, or something like that. And we also see Larxene, Axel, and um, Marluxia sort of plotting something. They, they want to take over the organization and sort of make Sora into their puppet. To, to help them take over the organization. Um, and then Faxon appears and he's like, oh, I want to do an experiment. And then they are like, yeah, sure, Faxon, go ahead. But then they, Marluxia sort of tells Axel to kill the traitors or something. So Axel is like, are you sure about that? And then Marluxia is, yeah, kill the traitors. And then Axel is like, okay, your orders. Uh, and then he kills Fexen because Fexen wants to sort of uh, betray Marluxia by telling Sora what's happening. Uh, okay. So, I I think, oh uh, yeah, at this point, after, uh, after Twilight Town, you meet Riku again, you fight, and when you, because Riku sort of shows you his good luck charm, and it's the exact same that you have. And he's like, yeah, one night on a meteor shower, I promised Nominate to protect her. And Sora's like, what the fuck? That's my memory. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, um, I did that. <laughs> uh, so you kind of know that some shit is up with Riku as well. Um, but then you beat him. He drops his 
good luck charm and runs away. And then his good luck charm turns into the card for um, Destiny Island. And yeah. at, at this point, uh, Sora lashes out to Donald and Goofy to a point where he leaves without them. So you play <gasps> the next world without them. Um, and while you are in Destiny Island and you sort of... Uh, I think... Yeah, in Destiny Island, I think there was a flash of Namine before um, showing Sora like... Uh, so kind of hinting towards Sora that that he has to remember Kyrie, but she's very faint, and then then he goes on his own to Destiny Island, and Destiny Islands all the NPCs, uh, so like Selfie, Waka, and Tidus, are like, uh, oh, are you going to her? <laughs> uh, they they're really like, oh, is it a date? They they. They keep on mentioning like her <laughs> without Shitty saying children. like who, and we as an audience know that it's probably supposed to be Kyrie, but Sora of course thinks it's nominee. So, um, uh, you fight the final boss, and then you go to the next floor, and Riku is there again, and you fight again, and when you beat him, yeah, when you beat him. He just stands up and he's like, it's over, Sora. And he wants to, like, kill you, strike you down. And then suddenly there's, like, a flash on his forehead and he falls down to the floor. Uh, and you're like, and then Namine appears behind him. I said, stop. Yeah. What Kingdom sent in the chat. I had the, I had the gif ready. Because, like, Axel, Axel sets Namine free. He's like, well, don't, shouldn't you save Sora or something like that? And then he's like, huh, this is starting to get interesting. Um, because it's kind of clear that Axel has his own plans. Um, yeah. Oof. So Nominee kind of kills Riku, and Sora's like, what did you do to him? Um, <laughs> Nominee kills Riku. Yeah, literally. Um, You're so right. And, and um, <laughs> it's very funny because Sora's like, what did you do to him? And Nominee's like, I broke his heart or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But then like... Uh, I think, I'm not sure if at this point it was revealed that Riku was like a replica experiment by Fexen, which he, who got the memories of the real Riku from Namine's memory powers, because it is revealed that the castle doesn't have weird memory fuckery, but it's Namine doing it. Uh, she is manipulating Sora, so Sora becomes a puppet for Marluxia. <gasps> Gasp. And, and Axel kind of stopped this by setting Namine free and telling her to save Sora. And I think Namine goes to tent to Riku, and um, I think Larxene appears here and uh, fights Sora, and then uh, at that second, like, uh, Donald and Goofy arrive and help him. Um, something like that. This is a little bit vague to me because it's been a few years since I played this game and I didn't really research it properly. But um, they are back and they defeat Larxene. And I think they kill Larxene because she fades into like, like this black smoke, which is kind of like, oh, the organization member dying. I think we're like fully in spoiler town. So I'm yeah. just going to go off with some more spoilers from future games, like three. Larxene, 
both times we've seen her die has had very horrific deaths, and I don't know why. <laughs> she she does the whole like it's so cold kind of thing, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, bro. But like <laughs> this in, girl's dying in Kingdom Hearts three because Larkseen is Larkseen. Somebody is part of the other mobile game, the one that we didn't cover. So Elena. in Kingdom Hearts three, with the context that she is in those games, it it seemingly like she remembers that as she is dying in kingdom hearts 3 3 so it's yeah. like oh god <laughs> and her and marluxia somebody are brother and sister right um, is that it no um they are who was it so marluxia has a sister that's relitia and um, oh yeah yeah elrina is like best friends with relitia yeah, that's what it was. And I remember at some Marluxia point, had a sister. At some point, Strelitia is gone, and then sort of Marluxia <laughs> and Larxene bond over trying to find her, I guess. Strelitia is gone. She disappeared. Two Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> she didn't get lured into an alleyway and murdered. I mean, I mean, I mean, she's in the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4, so... <laughs> yeah, in, in the afterlife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got killed by Fantas, but don't worry about the details. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> Ventus it's fine. her into an alleyway and stabbed her to death, but Ven she's okay now. Ventus, the best boy. <laughs> Ventus, the pure of heart, little guy. Yeah. Wait a minute. Anyway. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Ventus is like a, a, a thousand years old or something. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> Just forget about it, Roma. <laughs> he's, he's technically not in this game, even though this game takes place inside of him. Don't worry about what? it. Uh, he's he's technically in this game because he is somewhere in Castle Oblivion. We just don't Do know we, it yet. Should we should we mention that now? Because it's not going to come up in this game. Um, uh, we'll save it for later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Larkseen dies, um, <laughs> and Namine stays behind to sort of tend to replica Riku, uh, or as we have affectionately called him, Replicu. Uh, what a good nickname. So Sora and Donald and Goofy go ahead, go on. Um, they go to the final world, which is um, Castle Oblivion. So it's now that they know that there's memory fuckery, they no longer have like a card that projects their memories onto the castle. It's just the castle itself. Um, and at the end of this world, you are in another room and Axel is there. And Axel is kind of fighting Marluxia. And Axel is like, Ha, huh, you told me to get rid of the traitors. But you and Larxene are betraying the organization. So I'm getting rid of you. <laughs> um, both, both sides of the organization have told him to get rid of the other side. Yeah. Which is very funny. Yeah. And he Goodness. kind of does his own thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So, um, and, and Marluxia is like, oh, did you hear that, Sora? Um, or something something like that. Because um, he sort of twists Axel's words or sort of forces him to say, no, wait, Marlu I think Marluxia has... Uh, I, I think Marluxia is some... Axel is somehow saying that he's going to hurt Naminé or something because Marluxia kind of tricked him into saying that. And then he's like, oh, 
did you hear that, Sora? And then Sora has to fight Axel because Sora promised to protect Namine. Mm. So he kills Axel. But not really, because Axel teleports away, I guess. Um, and then um, Repliku is suddenly here. Maybe Repliku stopped Axel. But like Repliku is back and, and no, I think he killed, he stopped Marluxia and um, Marluxia is like, how the hell are you here? You're supposed to be just like a broken shell now that Namine is, has broken your heart or something. Um, and Repliku is like, well, I promised to protect her and it might be like a fake promise and fake memories, but it's still a promise uh, and my feelings are real or something like that. So. Basically, through sheer power of friendship, even though he doesn't exist and he has no friendship, he is here to help, kind of. Um, so that's super cool. So that's why he's one of my favorite characters. Um, and then Sora, Donald, and Goofy fight Marluxia and they win. Uh, psych, it was just a, a copy of Marluxia that Marluxia can apparently make because he is waiting in the boss room. <laughs> Um, hey, yo. So you go to that bus room and he is riding this giant um nobody mech kind of thing. Um we just talked about Strelitzia. Common theory now is that that Strelitzia's nobody, which is extremely fucked up, but um Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There are like similar similar themes in the design for Strelitzia and 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 this nobody thing so and and i guess she owns keyblade armor situation they're yeah. all a little, they're all a little mixed up there but yeah that's uh, probably nothing and as, especially uh in the remakes there's like an additional uh mm-hmm. form to marluxia's uh boss battle and it like i'm gonna post a picture in discord uh, it just very much looks like a girl in a white coat uh, <laughs> who is sort of. It is simply his stand. Fighting and with there's him. nothing more to. There's nothing more to read into. It's simply his stand and or his sister. <laughs> his, his dead sister. <laughs> uh, but of course, Sora kind of kills um, kills him, and um, as he does in this game, and then it's kind of like the fucked up part where. They ask Namine, like, can you fix our memories? Because you messed it up big time. <laughs> um, and Sora gets the choice to remember his all his memories of his past. But then he will have to forget everything that happened in his castle. Or he will remember everything in his castle, but never rem- never get those memories back. And the memories are still there, but he just won't remember. Um, he obviously chooses to have his memory repaired um, and he has to go in a sleepy pod for that uh, just take a little nap while Namine fixes things uh, it's going to be over in no time at all, don't worry about it except um, and this is where I will spoil like Kingdom Hearts 2 I guess uh, because Roxas is there and Shion too at that point they kind of act as sponges for for Kingdom Hearts <laughs> for, for Sora's memories um, and that's why not all the pieces are in Sora anymore so Namine can't really fix 
fix him before uh before Shion and Roxas return to him, which is what what kind of Kingdom Hearts do and mostly three fifty eight over two days are about. And that's the end of the game. But wait, there's more oh, wait <laughs> <laughs> Um You know how Riku was in this castle, but it wasn't actually Riku? Actually, Riku is here too. <laughs> Riku's also in the castle. He's been here the whole time. But he's in the basement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he also got lured here, but by a character named Diz, who we all hate, um, who is sort of disguised as Ansem. And the thing is, Riku is also going through his memory worlds and stuff. Uh, but for him, it's that he has to face his darkness. So his his memory worlds are entirely empty. There are no like NPCs in there because his heart is full of darkness. Um, and for him, the story is about sort of regaining his strength over the darkness and setting himself free from from Ansem, who still has like a little bit of power over his heart. Um, so he meets Fexen, who then makes who then fights him and makes a copy out of him. Um, and then he fights Repliku, but Repliku knows that it's a replica. Um, so that's like a, a weird thing where Repliku wants to be stronger than Riku by accepting the darkness. Um, it, Riku's whole story in this game is a genuinely very good um, like story about learning to live with your trauma. Yeah. And like it doesn't define you, but you can also never get rid of it. But you can live with it and be comfortable. Yeah. Um, very very good. And surprisingly, came out of a Kingdom Hearts Game Boy game. Yeah, it's it's incredible because it's Riku is they they portray it as oh like oh you're so afraid of the darkness. But I don't know if that's true. Probably a little bit because of trauma, but also he just doesn't want to be this like figure of evil darkness that he wants to be with his friend Sora who is like this this guardian of light and um this game is about him finding that the darkness that is in his heart is under his control that he is in charge of it it's his darkness it's not evil and some darkness and he can use that and um he can be strong with the darkness he doesn't have to fight the darkness but he doesn't sort of give himself into darkness either um he can use it for good um which makes him one of the most powerful kingdom hearts characters later down the line but <laughs> yeah um so he also meets the rest of the organization so uh we got Faxon, of course, because there's like a basement team and an upper castle team, which is like really weird. But um, yes, it's Riku <laughs> versus Riku. Pictures now that we're in. I'm me, he says. Riku and normal Riku. <laughs> I'm me, he says. We can finally get to yeah. the funnies. Replica was like, still here? yeah, I'm still Replica. here. Okay. I didn't realize I was muted for as long as I was. Okay. Yeah, I was, uh, I was saying so words. Quiet. I was saying things, and it sounded like y'all responded to me, so I just went with it. Um, okay. And then I look over and I go, "Oh, oops, my bad." Oops. Um, but yeah, uh, have we gotten to the part about smelling darkness yet? 
Yes. Actively. Yeah. Riku. <laughs> yes. Riku can smell darkness. That's just kind of his thing. I want to know like, what it's like. Not only can he smell it, he can he can <gasps> determine different flavors of darkness yeah. through Shit. his scent. Do you think he could find he... the bathroom like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's some wild darkness coming from that corridor. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in there? Zemnis like, walks out and there's like a flush. <laughs> Like, it's uh, it's interesting because we see like the other Castle uh, Oblivion organization members, uh, Lexeus, uh, uh, Zexion, and Vexen talking, and they once Riku appears in the castle, uh, in the basement, they are like, wait, there's a there's a different smell rather than Sora, so they can also smell like his darkness, but they say he really smells like their superior. Hey, yeah. It, the, the like, whole smell thing is so strange because when I first saw it, like when I first heard of it through Gotta Memorize and everything, I assumed it was just a weird translation thing, right? Because they never bring it up ever again or anything. And it was a Game Boy game, but they they physically like turn their nose up and start sniffing. <laughs> They're smelling that yeah. shit. Yeah. With with it's it's so strange. It's really strange, but also it's it's interesting that he smells like dampness this case mm -hmm. um but yeah he he fights lexeus at one point well he he fights his replica a few times and his replica's like i'm gonna be better than you and then we kind of get more context for the scenes that we see so we see vexen with larxene and marluxia and axel being like oh i have this new toy or something but now we see the rest of the scene where it's sort of larxene's idea to give him riku's real memories and Repliku like yells and actively is like so against that idea because his his existence is kind of being wiped and he is made into like Riku too basically, uh, and it it's like a horrifying scene where he's he's sort of gets his memory wiped because for Sora it's it's like very gradually so I can imagine that Sora doesn't notice it but like. We see at the end how like breaking Repliku's heart like um, instantly makes him fall to the to the floor because he's pretty much dead at that point. Like imagine mm -hmm. how painful it is to have your entire memories like changed in one instance. Like especially when he is a doll that is basically yeah. created entirely off of the memories that were put in him, and all of those yeah. just get bonked. Bruh, poor baby. Yeah. And then, is. chronologically speaking, that's when, like, the replica first goes to Sora. Um, and uh, after all this, Axel still, like, takes Repliku to Riku, I guess. But before that, he meets Lexeus, who is another um, member of Organization 13. And Lexeus, as he, like, is, is struck down by Riku, he sort of throws a giant, like, darkness blast at Riku, and at that point, sort of, Riku's... Riku feels, like, the, the darkness getting hold of him, and he gets saved by a hologram of Mickey Mouse, I guess. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, Riku, I'm on my way. Um, I think I skipped one part where Ansem is here, like, Ansem Seeker of Darkness, and he reawakens his, his sort of influence of darkness he has over Riku's heart and from that point 
on gameplay wise you can enter like Riku's dark mode with his like hula skirt and purple bodysuit outfit nice um, it's the same it's like it's not actually Seeker of Darkness but it's the same way Sora does like it's his memories of yeah. not only Ansem but uh, who he yeah. used to be kind of kind of but it also kind of literally is the Ansem that <laughs> is still in his heart so Kingdom Hearts is stupid but it's yeah. confusing but <laughs> it Figuratively, it is his trauma following him. Yeah. And that's all we have to worry about. Yeah. So then after this, uh, we get um, Zexion, who is on Destiny Island, and he sort of disguised himself as Sora, and he is fighting Riku because he's like, oh, I have to kill you because you are a being of darkness now, and you're evil now. And um, he gets hit by this beam of light, and then Riku is stuck in the light. And uh, he, I think he gets saved by Namine, who says like uh, that it's not real or something like that, or that he, that it's his darkness, that that no one else, that it's his heart and his darkness, and no one else can can sort of tell him what to do with it because it it's his own. He can decide, uh, and that's when he breaks free from it and sort of kills the fake Sora, which is Sexion, and Sexion is like, how did you know? It was me. And then uh, Riku is like, because you smell like shit. <laughs> Get fucked. And um, that's really cool. And then, and then th at that point, Riku is like super confident with his like darkness and, and how he can really do this. I think he gets saved by Mickey Mouse, actually, because he's now actually here, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Riku's dad shows up. Yeah. So Riku is like super happy because he's like all this time I've been wandering through darkness and there was no one here uh, and he finally has another actual person with him. So he kind of that's a super emotional moment. Aww. And then Riku also gets a choice by Namine because Riku walks up to like the sleepy pots where Sora is and he's like, huh, typical Sora taking a nap with the <laughs> easy route and making me fix things or something like that. <laughs> Which is kind of cute. Um, Riku gets the choice by nomination. She's like, since she has power over memories and basically hearts too of Sora and people closely connected to him, she can also control Riku's memories. So she can lock away the tiny handsome darkness he has in his heart forever. So it's there but locked away out of reach. Um, or he has to face Ansem to just fight him, basically. Um, and Riku is like, I have to get over this. I can't, like, I can't take the easy way like Sora who's sleeping. Um, <laughs> so um, King Mickey is like, I'll be, I I'm here to help you. Uh, we can do this together. We are friends or something like that. Then Riku fights actual Ansem. Um, and then. No, uh, I think before that it's revealed that the Ansem that he was talking to before was actually this in disguise. And Riku was like, yeah, I figured from the smell. Uh, the Ansem that he was talking to before wasn't actually Ansem, but it was the real Ansem. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> and, but then there's also Ansem Seeker of Darkness in his heart who he fights. I'm sorry, this is all super confusing, Roma. But I'm, I'm slightly following along because, like I said, like I have a vague 
like memories and a lot of memories are like coming like the the chains are linking together but (gasps) it's still there's still chains on the floor that need to be put together but the the, you're 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 link smithing right now yeah (laughs) so riku uh ensem tells riku like he gives them like the darkness codes so they are protected uh riku and mickey uh, and then he asks Riku, like, oh, which path will you take? The path of darkness or the path of light? And Riku is like, neither. I'll take the the one in the middle. And then uh, uh, Anthem slash Diz is like, oh, you mean uh, the path, the, the twilight path to nightfall or so? And then Riku is like, no, the road to dawn. And then that's, that's the ending. Dramatic. Uh, I love it. Really fucking nice. It's really it's cool sweet. because Riku really goes from like being this like gremlin in Kingdom Hearts One who basically gets like used, uh, manipulated by like the dark forces to be evil, to s- saving the day with with Sora, to then realizing like oh shit, there is still darkness in me and it still has hold over me, uh, to then in this game like conquering it and. What what's really cool to me is that they don't, they aren't like oh the darkness is bad and you have to get rid of it, but they really actively are like, this darkness is yours and you need to learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your you way. are, yeah, you are who you are and you can't yeah. change that and you shouldn't try to change it. You just have to learn to yeah. be yourself. I and love that's really that. Nice. I love that. So and then much. there's some there's some screens that that's like tease the next game as always and we see some screenshots of Roxas which, which I can only imagine playing like playing like this game on your Game Boy and, and seeing like Roxas at the clock tower and being like what the fuck is that? What the fuck's that kid? <laughs> Why is he in Twilight Town? So um that's the game. Oh uh there's actually one more thing with Repliku before Riku conquers the darkness with Ansem. This is after um, everything with Sora happens. So Replica remembers that he's a replica, and he's Axel kind of gaslights him into, um, like, oh, there's kind of two Rikus now, but there can only be one. You should kill Riku. Uh, yeah. And then first they go to Sexion, and um, Replica absorbs Sexion into him. Yeah. To absorb his dark powers or something. Um. Let me look up the one on the on the wiki because that's it's really funny. He goes a little sicko mode. Riku and Riku Replic. <laughs> I just saw the actual image and it's actually better than I remembered it. Uh, I'm grabbing it right now. Um, there we go. <laughs> Axel, what is a Sexion is absorbed. Yep. <laughs> Me too, so, though. Me too. That's sort of how Repliku is like getting stronger by by absorbing Sexion, I guess. And then he faces Riku like he's like, oh, there can only be one one Riku. Let's battle. And then Riku kind of kills Repliku. Um, uh, let me see if I can find the image. Yeah. And then Replica just lies there in the grass, which is the biggest mood. Um, 
and he's kind of like it, it's really sad because he's like i'm no one i don't have a heart where will i go after i die and it's so sad riku is kind of like it's up to you to decide uh Ooh. which is kind of nice and and replica is is also kind of from their last conversation replica is kind of um more at ease and he's like yeah he's he's good to go so to say he's no longer like I mean, this tormented soul i guess it's like it, it is literally like riku looking at his past self because replica yep. i mean he has all those memories but he's also been manipulated to be evil man yep. uh the same way and replica riku has to tell replica like the same lesson that he was taught it's so fucking good it's so good it's so good um, big fan Especially not now that we're in the spoiler zone. In Kingdom Hearts 3, Replica is back and it's kind of like he has he he was like, Oh, where will my heart go? And Riku is like, it's up to you to decide, pretty much. And Replica's decision was to have his heart go to Riku. So in Kingdom Hearts 3 he's back to help and he helps in like the coolest way possible to sort of um help Namine actually get like a real body and become a real person and he he does the same thing that Riku had to do where it's like people like my 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 memories are fucked everything in my past is fucked yeah. up but that doesn't mean it does it that doesn't mean it isn't real to me and it doesn't mean it, I have to change it depending on what other people say yeah so he just straight up takes the nominate thing as like that's fake but I'm gonna treat it real because I still deep down just want to protect nominees yeah and it's 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 the only thing that's real about him because he actually Mm -hmm. said that to nominee after um sort of she broke him uh with sora you know it's very nice it's very sweet it's very good and like his arc in kingdom Hearts series also really good i really love replica it's one of my favorite characters nominee too she's great so yeah that's the game. It's it's kind of funny when people jump from Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 2 and are like, huh, what the fuck happened? Because it's funny because Sora also doesn't know and he doesn't know until like Kingdom Hearts 3 somewhere. Uh, but all this time, Riku, just, he just knows. But he never tells Sora. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. But also like, how but... do you tell that to someone? Because like without context, oh my god! Um, I mean, if you played through three five eight over two during that time, Riku or Sora was asleep. Riku did some stuff that sounds real mean out of context. Yep. He told. I mean, he probably doesn't remember Shion at all, but he did tell Shion that she is fake and should not exist. Yeah. <laughs> and that really fucked with her. Yeah. You know, I'm having a moment. Have y'all seen the the One Piece Baron movie? No, I no, have not. I have not watched a one Never piece mind. Movie. I can't. I it's mm, well, I, I need guess to watch you, it. Though. You need to watch it now, especially if you feel oh, this okay. way about Chain of Memories, because I was about to spoil a whole ass oh. one piece movie for you. And yeah, no, I I think I've seen like tiny bits to a point where I think I know where you're going with this, but um Oh, I'm like my whole body. Don't spoil. I will I won't. Watch. <gasps> oh fun uh I came out uh, March 2005, so the, around the exact same time as Chain of Memories. Oh, shit. That's fun. <laughs> oh, God. This world is connected. 
no, I'm fucking, I'm dying right now, man. Like, especially because I, I fucking played the, the, the little bit of Kingdom Hearts I did get to play in Kingdom Hearts too. I definitely walked into that shit. Like, who is this man? Why is yeah. he here? He just went back to school after this. And then now I get to get the nominee replay through Pleu and Plockwise. And I'm like, fuck my heart. And that's, ex- <laughs> that's exactly how I experienced it too. I think it's a valid, like good way to go through it is to play through one and then two and then get all the other context later. Yeah. Cause kind of what Sora got. Um, but I am also biased because that's exactly what I did. And I mean, what I did going through like chain of memories first is also like, a really cool experience because like it, it's kind of this raw experience of like oh yeah Sora doesn't remember but neither do I you know <laughs> yeah so you can kind of like fall into the yeah. same thing that he's going through yeah um should we mention about what Castle Oblivion is now because I really want to <laughs> yeah so um so Roma do you know Fantas? Yeah, remember Birth by Sleep? So I remember there being a thing about a shitty little man in a shitty little outfit being a shitty little guy. Uh, Say a lot of those. Um, and he had Sora's face. And oh, it's Vanitas. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all I know. Yeah. So Ventus is from Birth by Sleep. And, oh, um, that little van. Yeah. The one with Roxas's face. Yes. Ventus looks like Roxas and Vanitas looks like Sora. But it's the other way around. (laughs) Kind of. No. Let's not get into it. (laughs) Let's not. (laughs) Vanitas might be the embodiment of darkness itself, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Remember when Vanitas in Kingdom Hearts 3 offhandedly is like, or Sora and Vanitas are like, Sora's like, so what you choose is darkness? And he's like, what I am is darkness. And he said it with a capital D and we had no idea like, how important that would be. I mean, that happened like when Union Cross was was like, <laughs> yeah, going. Was like, wild. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, that Fentus, he also gets put in a sleep because uh, his heart is sort of like destroyed by uh, like, and by his battle with Vanitas. His uh, heart is fucked up, and he's potentially a half of a super weapon that could destroy yeah. everything. And he's pretty so much in a like, coma at the end of Birth by Sleep. So Aqua's like, "You need to take a rest, buddy." Yeah. So she puts him at like their home in in um, Birth by land Sleep. Of departure. And she, yeah, Land of Departure. So, um, as a Keyblade Master, she learned like what she could do with Land of Departure and its true purpose. I guess. Um, so she points her keyblade towards it or in a special place or something. Um, and then the land of departure turns into Castle Oblivion. Hey, yo. So, so the, Castle the... Oblivion is all fucky and like winding corridors and everything because it was specifically made by Aqua to protect where Venet- or where Ventus is inside that castle. Yes. So no one would be able to find it. Is him. that why and the in... keyblade armor is in there? Yes. And that's also why in Kingdom Hearts 2, Semnus is, is like, or in, in days, I guess, where, where Semnus sends them to Castle Oblivion, it's to find Fentus, basically. To find that's that room. That's why they're there, and that's why in Final Mix of Kingdom Hearts 2, Semnus has a scene where he's just talking to Aqua's armor that's on the ground. Yeah. Because he's trying to piece together any hints he can to find Ventus. And we learned this. Five years after Chain of Memories, <laughs> when Bird by Sleep releases. 
Good lord. And that's that was like mind blowing to me that that was the origin of, of Castle Oblivion, which is really cool to me. And yeah, maybe that explains like some of the card fuckery too. That that's just a thing that happens in in Castle Oblivion, like that you have to open doors with like cards and stuff. Um, maybe Aqua just really likes card games. You know, I I don't. I'm so. I have a mighty need that if I ever became like a powerful being, I would use my powers for what I think is good, but the world thinks is evil, and I'd tie down Tetsuya Nomura <laughs> and make him tell me why. <laughs> why is it like this? Why is it like... I mean, that's the kind of thing, like I mentioned earlier, the... There are things in Birth by Sleep and Chain of Memories that have the best actual setup and payoff and everything. There's also a lot of bullshit, but it's really cool. Yeah, because um, like but, yeah. all the memory fuckery, like you, you get like sort of foreshadowing towards that in literally all of the first worlds that you go to when you don't even know that there's like actual memory fuckery going on. And then when you get to in in Kingdom Hearts three, when you have Aqua, you saved her from the realm of darkness, and then you go to Castle Oblivion. She unlocks it as the land of departure again, and then you have to beat play as Aqua to fight Vanitas to get Ventus back in the same place yes. that theoretically, like Sora already fought Marluxia and Replica Riku was fighting everyone. Yeah, it was like all in the same place. We had no idea. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my goodness also fun thing that i don't think we mentioned luxeus was in this game uh everyone forgets because he's easily the most forgettable no i talked about luxeus we mentioned him um i just think it's funny that i think canonically like in the timeline he is the first organization member that you fight that is fightable and riku one shots him (laughs) I just remember him from the fan fiction comics as like <laughs> just being tired he's of everyone. The big- he's the he's the guy who kind of like knocks out uh Roxas with one punch in uh yeah. in, in days. You train with him and he beats the shadow Roxas. It's the like- first time he actually he's he's like sold as like the, the big strong guy of the group, but his first actual fight he dies instantly. Yep. But then he also like makes the entire he basically makes a darkness earthquake that should have killed Riku were it not for King Mickey to to like stop the darkness. Uh, so it does show that he is like super strong even when he's defeated. He just gets warped where he's sold as the big strong guy, but it's only used to show that other people are stronger than him. He's a jobber, like in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a mountain to climb. He is a mountain. That dude's got huge pecs. Titties. Yeah. Um, what else did it? What else about Chain of Memories do we got? I could kind of like talk about the gameplay and stuff for hours and hours. Still. <laughs> yeah. But Roma has seen me stream. She's seen me like break the card system because like there's a few things, funny things that you can do. Like, there's a card that makes everything that Cloud does to you like not not do anything. It makes you literally invincible to Cloud, uh, which I have a funny video about. 
I have a funny video about breaking Larkstein because there's a way that you can like deplete an enemy or a boss uh, their cards. Uh, so I depleted all of Larkstein's cards. Uh, and at that point, she had nothing to do anymore in the game. So she was just constantly reloading her deck, but she had no cards left. So she was just standing there reloading. Oh no. Reloading, reloading, reloading. So <laughs> Me too, though. Uh, that's the fun thing about the card system. I think I, I think that the most fun part about this episode was getting to sort of explain how important this game is to me and to Kingdom, I guess as well. Uh, yeah, and and how like the whole got it memorized legacy uh, sort of influenced us up until this day. So. Oh yeah, I'm like that yeah. was really nice. I'm having the like more like like i mentioned earlier like the the chains are linking together and the memories are coming back from me learning about chain of memories and i'm also like putting together little puzzle pieces from every other time anyone's explained kingdom hearts to me so i feel like i've got this like two million piece jigsaw puzzle and i've now got another little section of the jigsaw puzzle put together also if kingdom hearts has not done this yet if they had like a giant jigsaw puzzle of all of the games that's like two million pieces i think that they should do that that'd be be very i should work from the marketing team what i'm surprised that i still haven't had an episode on this show where i talk about kingdom hearts but i will sometime soon have a long form way to just explain why i like kingdom hearts specifically there's, but this is a big chunk of it for sure there's like a i have this plan in my head cuz there's certain series like kingdom hearts or um i'm trying to remember the other ones off the top of my head uh, or like even jo, Homestuck, Jojo, Jojo, like One Piece, One Piece. Like there's so many of these long form series that need to be addressed because you you really can't like just leave it at a one hour, two hour at, like at the fake thirty to forty five minutes. <laughs> time is a lie. I have time blindness, but um, there, you know, I I've, I've been trying to figure out ways of like how can we like really encapsulate these large IPs effectively and i kind of like like with kingdom hearts right now this is the second episode and i know we have another person who's been wanting to i don't want to spoil who it is or what it is yet but we've Ooh. got you know we've got all these people who want to talk about kingdom hearts and i'm like how do i split more this kingdom up? hearts is coming <laughs> yeah it's coming and it's just it's another jigsaw puzzle how do i yeah <laughs> how do i put it together I mean- <laughs> The way I the way I'm seeing my like my part of it right now is I would ramble too long that I would feel bad if anyone else was here with me. So I'd probably do that on my own. But anything else like it is it's a it's a beast. It's a monster. It's a beast. We we could easily fill a a, a 30 to 45 minute episode on the fake little flip phone Japanese only Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, like every single part of it is weird. Yeah, I I think I think what's effective about the way that we're doing it right now is sort of like not going in order, not wanting to explain every little bit and connection because like it's too much to explain like this. I think like just giving you the puzzle pieces that we really like uh, and then at one point you'll have like a lot of puzzle pieces and at that point if there's like an episode going like Let's connect all those pieces that you have. Yeah. Um, would would be like really effective and like Ooh. really uh, sort of the Kingdom Hearts way to do it. 
we've we've done two episodes so far and i don't think a single time we've mentioned what a keyblade is because no. that's a whole episode on its own a keyblade <laughs> oh god you know um keyblade okay keyblade uh i i'm cooking right now i don't even know how to put it into words i don't even want to like let them cook let them cook uh yeah no it, but if also listeners if you've got any pitches and concepts and ideas i'm here to listen to them just send them to me if you've got any pitches or ideas for like how to go about this but i've but i'm cooking right now i got ingredients yeah and also like just just throw like kingdom Hearts shit in this chat i guess yeah yeah do it do, do it, it. Do Bring, it. Do I, it i've been out my brain has been able to escape kingdom hearts for a while now and i'm i, I think i'm ready to just go back in my hyperfixation is fully back now that i i'm playing through kingdom hearts one I like the second I started it up, I was like, holy shit, it's it's like magical <laughs> it's to finally game. to finally play Kingdom Hearts one like for myself after like what uh eighteen years. <laughs> finally playing Hearts- through like Kingdom Hearts one myself is so magical and it it's like fully like gotten gotten me back into it. So I hope we Kingdom get new Hearts- soon for something new. <laughs> Give me Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 4 and Missing Link. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2 is like my comfort game. Every time I play that game, I f- just feel happy. Um, but my download for it has just been completely fucked on Epic Games, so I have not been able to play it. It just crashes all the time. So once I yeah. fix that, I'll be back into it. But I also have never finished Remind, so I should do that too. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like going through the collections right now. So like starting with Kingdom Hearts 1, I'm just going to be going through everything. Oh, goodness. Uh, good times also a fun thing about chain of memories that i sent both of you both of you is like i started working on like a kingdom hearts uh rpg maker game kingdom hearts chain of memories yes um i've gotten like a lot of characters and like the castle oblivion rooms and i started on uh traverse town but it's kind of on a halt right now because i'm i'm just playing games myself instead of making one but enjoy your uh, life I do have that cooking very slowly in the background. So, it's in a it's slow cooking. It, it's got a braise. It's in the uh, what is it called? I guess it's in the crock. It's pot. in the crock pot. Yeah, we we all got things in the crock pot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ah oh, man. Okay. So I'm trying to think. I feel like you know we're we're on the cool down. We're on the cool down, right? My am I interpreting yeah. correctly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have any questions, Roma? That's what I'm trying to All right. Th- these are uh So I you know, I'm going to start with this. So I again, like there's there's my my limited exposure and my, you know, chunks of knowledge that I have of Kingdom Hearts, which is a great deal. It's not as mm-hmm. much as maybe you two have. But I, I feel like more than the average man, I have a good chunk of Kingdom Hearts knowledge. Um, but I'm also smart enough to know that I know nothing. Um, but I do have a great deal of Same. Organization 13 fan fiction knowledge. And so uh, based on that, I would like to start with that my favorite organization member is Syax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, may I ask why? Oh, I can you might just remember? <laughs> yeah. 
because he's a little puppy. And then Demix is, is like, he? this is my little puppy dog. And the whole time they just pacify this man who's supposed to be this like, <laughs> scary motherfucker to just being a giant puppy boy. And it's so funny to me. And then he's just tamed by this little fucking twink with a guitar. And I think it's the cutest <laughs> shit ever. And so with that, in terms of not canonical, in terms of fan fiction, who is your favorite organization 13 character? <laughs> Can I just say first um, three things? Yes. In order. <laughs> for people who, as far as I understand it, for people who don't know much about Kingdom Hearts, like they've played two and maybe one other game, um, as in Cage 2 and one other game, they think in general that Saix is extremely boring, one note and, un- and uninspired. <laughs> Uh, specifically, I've seen there's a story. Aaron Hansen, uh, Game Grumps man, Ego Raptor. He, I remember him tell a story on one of the Game Grumps shit. Um, he made like a fan page for Saix back in like 2007, um, specifically because he is he saw him as a nothing character no one could ever like. Bruh. Um, whereas, if you are deep in the Kingdom Hearts muck as we are. Saix's story is pretty fucking sad because he had a best friend for the longest time and then he just started seeing his best friend find other friends because his best friend did not like him anymore. Heart. Yeah. Sad as sad hell. Sad as hell. And he, he gets like heavily manipulated in Kingdom Hearts 3 yeah. by Semnus. It, 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 when you dig into it a little bit, it's, it's sad as fuck. Uh, and my third point, I had... I had I, uh, shout out to my Twitter page for Saix. Yeah, it's linked in the I had it ready. Discord there. I have not logged in there for so long, but I made some funnies on there. Roma, Roma, you know that I'm like Luxor Tsuxor, right? Or Luxor Tsuxor, as it used to be. Yeah, no, I knew that. Did, yeah, I was going to say, what did you not know that? So, there was a period in time where a bunch of us, uh, it was either the Gotta Memorize Discord or yeah. the Standoff Podcast. I don't remember which one it was at that point. Um, but we, a bunch of us made. Uh, pages for different characters and that was when i was really into my photoshop you know what deal. maybe we should bring this back up does any did anybody claim lark scene already yes i yes yes and it was unknown who it was for the longest time but that that was me i i was was that you i was i, I was the <laughs> yeah, was give me, me the login <laughs> I, I can't oh, give me you the would login, really like we're gonna app. bring this actually <laughs> this is great because this is how Luxor Suxord. I, I, that's how it started. It's now Luxor Suxord. That's how I always say it. But like that. Oh my god. That's because she's that's literally that how Luxor Suxord started. Um, either Joe, I, I, yeah, I think Joe made it as a like gag for interstitial because Luxord was there and everyone was like, "Oh, I hate Luxord." Um, at and they were kind of like shit posting Luxor thing or they only had like two posts or something and that's when like hating on Luxor became a thing and that's when I was kind of like actually I, I think I kind of like Luxor and then everyone was like what no we hate Luxor and uh, that's the point when I was like in my peak like meme making with interstitial mm-hmm. and at one point Joe was just like wouldn't it be funny if we gave Plaquas the login and that's <laughs> what they did and that's when I became the Luxor. <laughs> you are holding on to a relic. Um, oh my god. Yeah. And like that's how that all started. That's why I made I, I have like an Instagram account with like two and a half thousand followers or something. What? Because I posted like daily 
Kingdom Hearts meme shit on there. I won't. Uh, and it's called Luke's Earth, Luke's Earth. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. This is one of my favorite pictures I made for the Psyx page. I wish it was Zane or Christmas. <laughs> or Halloween. <laughs> and like, what I consider the golden age of this was when Kingdom and I were like memeing back and forth. We were, were like really... Uh, like I would make a meme that uh, uh, like addressed at Syx at Kingdom as Syx and then as a reply Kingdom would make a meme and, and we were just kind of like fully into the characters uh, at that yeah. point which... oh, also don't forget Jakey our very own Jakey was Demix yes, <gasps> yes. Yeah. and Colton was Demix um, Schmemix Sigbar alright yeah, so, cool. uh, I mean, this will be the, the the jig will be up when the episode comes out. But no cap, I really would like to do some like build up to this. You feel me? So in like the next yeah. like week or so, we just start doing bullshit on these accounts. And like, I don't know how we'll do the bullshit, but I really do think we need to we need to start up some bullshit with these accounts. I have an idea I'm posting right now. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Forcing me to go back to X.com. Shows bullshit. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for this. Do I still have the? Oh yeah, and I also had everything has a Luxord. Your favorite, your faves Luxord account. Yeah, but yeah. I also, I post on that saying I'm never logging into this account again. <laughs> I was explaining like ev- everything has a Luxord to my girlfriend like last week. Yo, honestly, I do. I do to this day. Like, if I'm watching something, I'll be like, "There's this show's Luxord." Like, it's you've ingrained that in me on accident, <laughs> or maybe intentionally. Who's <laughs> <to> say? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, God, I used to be funny. <laughs> click, click, Bruh. click on the link that I that I sent before that the Luxord Luxord. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, the start. Good, good. That's the start. I will find you the login <laughs> for the Larkseen account. Oh, I should not. You know what? I liked it as the uh, as the hyperfix, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't, they won't know. <laughs> they won't know. <laughs> Give me that login right now. <laughs> I have to find it. I do not have it oh, logged no. in anymore. Okay. <sighs> um. Okay. So. I, I, I'm having a fucking blast right now, but I do need to wrap up. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we'll be up to to some organization shenanigans. Uh, I'm very excited. Soon. It'll be so good. Um. All right. So where do we want to start? Should we? We should start with the guest. Correct. Am I correct? Sure. Yeah. All right. Plakwas, where can we find you? And Luxord on the internet. <laughs> uh, I'm still on X Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. Sorry. Uh, I'm still on Twitter. Uh, at Lockwas or at Luxord Luxord. Um, but as we all know, it's still dying. It has been since <laughs> season one, I think. Yep. Uh, and uh, since my last uh, appearance, mm-hmm. I have made a Tumblr account, which is. I think just at Plaquas, if that's how Tumblr works. I'm still kind of figuring it out. I'm fine. Um, I'll figure it out. And I have a blue sky, uh, at which I am, of course, as you can guess, of course. at Luxert. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because it was a fadeable. Um, nice. I don't really post that much anymore. I am always cooking, so like I will be up to stuff. But as for now, it's kind of calm, I guess, as I'm I'm playing through Kingdom Hearts myself. So you'll just find posts about that. Um, like, feel free to just talk to me about Kingdom Hearts because I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm always listening to 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 podcasts, so you can probably find me on Discord and a lot of uh, network adjacent and and hyperfixation adjacent. Discord, so uh, yeah. For the rest, I'm not really up to anything. So righteous, right on, right on. Heck yeah! And I guess I'm next. Yeah, you tell the internet. Yeah, uh, I am. I I don't go on social media anymore, and I feel a lot better about it. Uh, you can find me at Best Buy. I'm not going to tell you which <laughs> one, but I work there. Um, and you can find me uh, on Guild Wars Two, uh, Crystal Desert. Uh, I just transed my Necro, uh, so he's a dude now, and I love him. Uh, Secret of the Obscure sucked, but I'm playing through End of Dragons for the first time, and I'm liking it. That's it. <laughs> and I'm also perpetually cooking, but not everything makes it to the window, you know what I to mean? To the window. Yeah. To the window. Anyway, Roma. Oh, God, me. Uh, I'm on the internet. Um, I'm also not on the internet as much as I used to be, uh, but I'm cringe, but I am free. Uh, as uh, <laughs> at luxor.bsky.social says. I thought you were going to say as Lil Nas X says. No. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Lil Nas X is kind of luxury. Yeah, honorary. Kingdom um, Cat like my tweet. <laughs> um, so you can find me on the internet pretty much anywhere at I appreciate your butt um, on Twitter, on Tumblr, uh, Good luck on Instagram. Definitely on Blue Sky. And uh, you could also find this podcast at the Hyperfix Pod at Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Blue Sky, and TikTok. So, yeah, I post a lot on the on the TikTok. So there's stuff there and episode announcements and all that fun stuff. So you should take a gander at it. Um, if you were a part of the stream we had for Star Trek, you will... <laughs> remember that i did try to buy a uh, website but you know what i fucked up and they refunded me and said you don't get the website so i have to fix that um oh, we still for, from standoff we still own or cat still owns uh standoff website <laughs> so i gotta fix the website still a thing. um let's see and then um in here somewhere i'm gonna put the plugs for the rest of the information and the stuff and the things where we also do a little bit of streaming you should check us out at twitch.tv forward slash i appreciate your butt as well but if we're not streaming there um you should check out our network thank you to the moonshot network for letting us do moonshot things you can find them at uh, twitter.com or blue sky at moonshot pods or twitch.tv slash moonshot network if you want to find uh, their YouTube or a Twitch in a more fun way, go to moonshot.mov, M-O-V. Um, we have a website, too, moonshotpods.com. Check that shit out. Um, but if you want to support our podcast more directly, uh, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the hyperfixation, where you can get episodes up to five days early 
and just, you know, exclusive insights and early access to the Discord channels to talk about the episodes. Um, but if you wanted to support the podcast and have something to take home with you, check out our Red Bubble store. Um, I post stuff that you could buy. <laughs> That's that would be cool. <laughs> um, but this whole thing just just isn't possible without our patrons, right? Exactly. Um, I want to especially thank and introduce our newest patron, uh, Morgan Gate Eleven. Uh, punch me in the face if I pronounce that wrong. Um, but thank you. Welcome to the party. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, we also have here at our party Flo, and we also have Ken. You know, we gotta love the homies out here, um, especially when one of those homies is Becky Scott Fairley, and most importantly, but not in a hierarchical sense, but in the sense of Ver's been here for a long time. So Ver, thank you. It was also a pleasure at the stream the other day. Thank you. Um, thank you again, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. We think about you. Thank you for existing. And now, back to the episode. Um, and now, uh, I want to remind everybody, as usual, to drink your water, be safe, don't die, uh, did make don't don't forget chain it, chain the memories and may, your, may your heart the be your guiding key, your guiding key. May, may your may your uh may your memory be the guiding may chain. this podcast be your guiding <laughs> key maybe the chain of memories was no wait maybe the memories was the chain we made along the way maybe the luxord was the, the suxord we made along the way no Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Oops, <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, bye, Craig. Kill him. Get, get, Kill Craig. Execute him. Axel, get over here. <laughs> Axel, <laughs> Axel watches as Replico absorbs Craig. Oh my god. Oh shit. I, where do I. Where's Craig? There you are. Kill. Murdered. Stop recording. And stop. getting kicked in the face at Warp Tour? Did you shatter your glasses in a mosh pit in 2007? Did you wear more studded belts than a Final Fantasy character? Then we have the show for you. We are So Emo I Fell Apart, a podcast about third wave emo, late night live journal updates, burnt hair, and everything in between. Join us every second Saturday as we examine major moments in the history of emo and keep you updated on current events. Because it was never a phase.